Nashville, formerly 33rd and Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. 12 degenerates from Oakland compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mack on the mic. To my right, the commish, Randy Hansen. And Randy, after a show off, it's good to see you back in the basement. You know, you kind of went rogue there, Mike. You kind of went rogue. You did a, a solo show, uh, unexpected and uninterrupted, you could say. But, you know, after listening, I, I wasn't that mad. I, I, at first, I was kind of fuming. I was kind of fuming. I was a little upset. He, he, he texted me, hey... Uh, make sure to tweet out this week's Fantasy Lounge. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know uh, there was a Fantasy Lounge this week because I wasn't on it. Dave wasn't on it. <laughs> and the kid just goes rogue, has his own show, and you know what? It didn't turn out too bad. So I'm going to give you props for that. Can you get a little cheers for a little Sunday fun day Absolutely. for the lounge? Absolutely. Cheers. Um, yeah, I was a little concerned. I was a little worried because I know sometimes you can be very sensitive. I didn't want you to take it the wrong way. Um, but you know, there's a lot of content we had to get out, so I wanted to, to get that episode up, uh, just to get some viewers, you know, some to listen to, and uh, you know, I'm glad we're right back in on a Sunday fun day. We have, we have a lot of divisions still to break down. The season is coming upon us. Football's back, Mike. Yes, and it like, is. You could you could hear in my voice like how excited it is. It's almost like a rebirth every year. Like a new me, the phoenixes come rises from the ashes of my fantasy team that always comes up short and. I'm, I'm I'm always I'm always excited to um maybe this is the year maybe yeah. this is the year. I mean it was it was really nice to see that first preseason game get that out of the way you know um to see some of these players make some plays. Uh, uh terrible football being played, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's still football. Probably our next show we're gonna do a a, a favorite segment of the lounge. We'll do a little eye test, but uh today specifically we're gonna be talking about the the N- the AFC West. But before we get into that, there's some high profile big name guys that we need to talk about, and specifically. Our concern level heading into fantasy drafts. We're talking, guys, this can make or break your draft. We always talk about, like, you know your first two draft picks. Like, you're not going to win your draft, but you can lose your draft. with those. And these guys we're going to talk about are top 10, top 12 in a 12-team uh, league, mm-hmm. top 12 players that you're looking to draft. And this could potentially derail your season right before it begins. You could have said it better. If you miss on one of your first two top picks, it's very tough to be um, a serious contender in your fantasy league. And we're first going to start, we, we've talked about him before, but he, he's worth mentioning because how great he is. Ezekiel Elliott, day, I don't know, 20-something in his holdout. How concerned are you about Zeke Elliott? Will he or will he not play football in 2019? Are we talking like a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah, give me a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being super concerned, not going to touch him. 1 being not concerned at all. All right. Uh I'm saying right now, it's it's over the threshold of 5. I'm like a 5.8 in concern level. And here's the reason why. I how, Zeke's still got two years left on his deal. Yes, that is correct. And they could franchise tag him for the third year. So he, potentially he's got three years still under Dallas. That being said, he's still holding out. And I, I'm very concerned the guy's holding out for one reason and one reason only is the soft tissue injuries. Ooh, okay. 
Because these guys, they're not in camp. They're not getting hit. They're not. They're, they don't got the pads on. Even though he's in Cancun or somewhere in Mexico, Cabo, and he's still working out. He says he's still working out. It's totally different when you're in pads and you're in camp, taking the hits and getting used to the offense. Getting the, you're knocking the rust off the wheels. Yes. So I don't want you knocking the rust off the wheels when you come back in week one. So like we say in uh, in the past, we saw Le'Veon Bell hold out. Um, if you see Z come in like week one, he's going to probably be on a, a, a snap count, you could say. And I still think at the end of the day, he's going to be a top three running back uh, in fantasy value. Mm-hmm. But I'm, it's concerning to me because I don't want a an injury to derail him coming in without no camp. I'm, I'm more like the two and a half to three range. I think I would feel pretty comfortable if I had the draft of it made sense for my team to draft him in the first round. Here's my thing. There was, you know, talks about maybe three, four days ago that he told the Cowboys if he doesn't get a new contract, he's not going to play. He immediately backtracked, said he never told the Cowboys that. Well, I like what Jerry Jones is doing. On right, he says he wants to get the deal done, which is keeping things uh, hospitable, if you will. But he's also said things that I've liked. We don't need a, you know, the league leading rusher win a Super Bowl. Absolutely correct. Uh, just yesterday, he's pumping up Tony Pollard, the fourth rounder. Uh, says that he could be the every down back. They brought in Alfred Morris, who's familiar with the system. Boy, last year. To, to let Zeke know, hey, you know what? We're we're trying to prepare ourselves, if you do hold out, to try and lessen his leverage a little bit on the team. You're very high on their offensive line. People, you know, pundits will say any running back could come in and do what Zeke does. I'm not sure about that. But at the same time, they're not ready to pay the man because they still got to pay. Um, they still, Cooper. They still got to pay the Cooper. Corner. And they, Dak. Jones, they still got to pay Dak. So, they're not ready to pay him just yet. I will be shocked, though, if he misses a game. Yeah, to piggyback, uh, to piggyback off what you said before, we talk about their offensive line. Right now, Pro Football Focus has their offensive line ranked second overall, right behind the Eagles. So, that offensive line is so formidable that they're going to be something to deal with going forward, as they have been for the last couple of years. But... For me, the one thing that's good for Zeke is like you—you you don't want a guy in preseason that like pops off running behind that offensive line. So combined, all the running backs only had like one point eight yards per carry behind their offensive line. So as long as but that wasn't their a offensive line. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like you don't want a guy in preseason. It would have looked bad if someone yeah, went off. If someone's going off and like becomes a a fan favorite in preseason right away. I agree. So like. But another thing to talk about is the dialogue still there between the front office yes. and Zeke. So like you know that that's, that contract and Zeke's eventually going to be in camp. So I, I'm concerned only, for, like I said before, for the injuries. But I, I, Zeke's going to be there week one. I agree. As we transition to a different running back who's coincidentally in the AFC West, Melvin Gordon. I'm concerned that he's not going to play a down this year or he's going to miss some games at the least. What's concerning the most is that there's really no dialogue between the Chargers and the and Melvin Gordon's team, which is leaking to the media, which is the exact opposite of the Zeke situation. Hey, you know Melvin Gordon. He used to chill in your basement. How concerned are you about him playing in 2019, or how concerned are you taking him in the first or second round of your draft? 9.7. Like, we're, 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 might be a banning ship on Melvin Gordon. Coming into the season before the holdout, I was so, like, I wanted Melvin Gordon on my team so bad. That was a guy I was pinpointing for my for my roster for fantasy value. He's he's a stud. He, so I, consistent. He's so consistent. He, he's just a stud. But the mere fact that Le'Veon Bell did it before, 
He's Le'Veon Bell. Like we're gonna look back at that whole situation, even though he didn't get the contract he thought he believed he deserved. But he was a trailblazer in the fact that he was on the last year of his deal and he held out. And this is in a, a dying breed of running backs in the NFL where their shelf life is so little and so small. These guys need to get paid. He's a trailblazer in the fact that he stood out and he's showing these other young running backs that are coming up on their last year of their deal that we could do the same and still get a formal um with a lot of a formal contract with a lot of guaranteed money. So I don't think Melvin Gordon's gonna play this year. And that's almost a slap in the face of the Chargers. This is a homegrown guy mm-hmm. and you're playing in a new stadium where you couldn't even sell out of a soccer stadium, you're playing pretty much at the Chicago Fire. Yeah, I agree. Like what are you, what are you showing to your franchise here? You, you a guy that's showed up every day, a guy that's played, pay him his money. Who who's who's a contract that they need to pay in the future? That's a good point. Uh, there, I, there's no guy, major guys that are, are for up for. Yeah, no, I no, I agree. Resigned. I think he's a complete slap in the face. He they're they're kind of shortchanging him. He thinks he he deserves about thirteen million a year. They're coming in about nine to ten. I look. What's also unfortunate for Melvin Gordon is that people are going to throw out the stat last year. He missed four games. The Chargers went 4-0. Uh, Eckler's been there. They like what they saw of Justin Jackson. So they might be more um, equipped to handle Melvin Gordon's uh, holdout, whereas you know maybe Dallas is not. I'm concerned. I, I, there's no way I'm going to draft him. Uh, just because I, you can't be unsure, uh, that unsure. I think if it was the same situation with Zeke, I'd probably take Zeke if he was the best player available. And I thought for sure, you know, it was going to work. I, I, I would rather take Zeke. I'm not touching Melvin Gordon. The situation's too complicated. All right. So let's say, just just to go off that. So Melvin Gordon falls. You got the eighth pick overall. Mm-hmm. Not, not taking him. Not touching So you wrap around. You're in a second round. No one takes him. Yeah. You come back. So the eighth would be what, whatever that pick is. 16? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, in the teens. Yeah. In, the, in the teens. And he comes back in the second round. You're picking like the same trip. Yeah, sixteen. I, I mean, if he's in the third the round, second, I'm not touching him in the second round. It's not worth it to me because again, if even if he misses four games, so you're gonna, you're telling me you're without your second rounder for four games? No, unless you get Eckler, you probably that, that's the thing. If you draft Melvin Gordon, you have to draft Eckler. You got to, or you, you almost have, have to draft Justin you just Jackson draft the whole too. backfield. So again, now you're looking at three running backs, and then and you're, reach, you're reaching for all. It's a tough them. situation. Um, tough situation to be a pyro. Speaking of tough, this guy's not holding out, but if you watched Hard Knocks and you've been reading the, the, the crazy news that's been happening, Antonio Brown, this is a guy that's a sec- for sure a second rounder, uh, a top no, eight. No, uh, almost first rounder. He's almost been a, a first rounder. He's been a lot first been locked, rounder. But in the new system, people probably aren't going to take him in the first round. But Antonio Brown, how concerned are you drafting Antonio Brown right now? You know what they say, that like everyone wants to watch a car crash? Mm-hmm. Like if we don't get footage on hard knocks of uh, uh Antonio Brown meltdown, like we should, like Big Cat said, we should riot. It, it's it, what is this? What is this dude on? Uh, I like it's, what, it's almost like he has not bounced back from that Vontex Burford hit that's on his team now from which, like yeah, three years ago. Thing. I will say this: I like what Gruden came out today and said, like we support him. He, really, I like that. I like that about Gruden. What can What can he say though? He's got to say it though. My he's, point is, he's, he's got to say he's gotta support him here. He he is a lunatic. Not even not even the helmet thing. It's the the fact of the matter. He's not giving up all that guaranteed money. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's playing no matter what. He's playing no matter. What. I'm more concerned about the feet. Now I I know that people say it's not a big deal. That is, but his feet look pretty gnarled. 
Is 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 it is anyone is like you've got calluses on here? We talked about before. Yeah. You got calluses or anything like that? That new skin to get broken in. That's yeah. like you're starting over again. So you got to toughen that stuff and up. He's again. so reliant on his ability to cut. That's concerning to me. At the same time, if if I were to say how concerning, I would I would say a six. If I could, if if somehow people are really down on him, I could maybe get him in the third round. Obviously, I'm taking him, but I don't think I'm gonna touch him. There's too many good receivers right now. That you could take in the second round that I'd rather have over Antonio Brown. But in terms of like his ability to produce and his ability to play, Derek Carr last year completed almost 69% of his passes. I like that stat. He did throw for over 4,000 yards. So he's in a situation where he's probably going to be able to get the ball. I'm just concerned about the feet and how that's going to affect his ability to make plays. When when you when you say that when we were talking about before, 1 through 10, like if he's going to play, I there's no way he's leaving 30 mil, 31 mil yeah, on the table guaranteed. Um, to not play, but like his mental health is out of control right now. Like I have no Where idea. Where is he at? Yeah. He, it's like flipping a coin. What Antonio Brown you're gonna get? And the thing is, is sad for me is f- this guy was my favorite fantasy football player, probably in the last seven years. Dude balled out. He has five consistent years of a uh, thousand yards receiving. Like you knew you were getting out of AB. And then he just opened his mouth, and, like, it was a shitstorm. So I have no idea what Antonio Brown you're going to get. So it's almost like flipping a coin to see what you're going to get in the first uh, the first two rounds if you want to take a flyer on him. Not even a flyer. If you want to just draft him and ride that roller coaster for the that entire season. But I'm going to say, like, I'm out. I, 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 want, I don't want a part of that right now. Okay. Um, so I guess he had a grievance hearing on Friday. Uh, the expectation is that the NFL is going to make a decision about his helmet. He's, pay- he's, so pay- he's painting his old helmet and trying to wear it to practice. Yeah, like. it's a little weird. I mean, I guess if it means that much to him, even though it seems extremely bizarre, but he's playing this year. There's no doubt about it. I'm more concerned about the feet, but if he plays, I'm, I'm good about it, but I just don't want to draft him the second round. So there you go. We talked about Gordon. We talked about Brown. As we dive into our sweet and sours here, I know you're high on some people. As we're kind of breaking down the the AFC West, there's a lot of stud fantasy potential. We we might talk about Mahomes. We know how great Mahomes is. We know how great Kelsey is. Um, we might we might touch on them later. But as we begin our sweet and sours, who's a guy that you're super sweet on? That maybe he's not like a huge name, but someone that you think is gonna have a good year. Um, when you break down the AFC West, you, you're gonna talk about the Chargers and you're gonna talk about the Chiefs, two of the best offenses in all of football. Yes. Um, like we said, you got Mahomes and Rivers leading leading the front as just two perennial Pro Bowl, uh, Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks. You know, Phil Rivers has never got there. I think Mahomes might get there this year. You know, Rivers is he's he's he's, he's been knocking on the door for for a century. And like, Rivers uh, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. But for a guy I'm sweet on, a guy coming back from injury injury is Hunter Henry. When he's played, he's averaged six touchdowns per season. Which is not the it's it's not too much, but it, it's right there in the middle. If he can bump those stats up to get to to the eight to ten range, would be perfect. Right now he's ranked the sixth overall tight end, the sixty seven overall on fantasy football. But with no Tyro, um, no Tyro Williams, no, no Tyro Williams, and then Melvin Gordon, no Melvin Gordon. Yeah, finally no Antonio Brown. I mean, uh, not Antonio Brown. No Antonio Gates. Yes, finally no. I mean, that was the bugaboo with the whole thing. A, a full year being healthy, I think Hunter Henry creeps up there to be uh, knocking on the top three. I think he's right at three, tight end overall. 
when it comes to push come uh, push comes to shove. Yeah, I agree. I mean, his big coming out party when he had eight touchdowns was in twenty sixteen. Um, I like Hunter Henry. What and the thing is too, when you're dealing with a quarterback like Rivers, you know for a fact that he's making people on his team relevant. Keenan Allen's going to be relevant. Hunter Henry. What I like about the the addition by subtraction, I guess you could say, of losing Tyrell Williams, you could argue that now Hunter Henry becomes the two in that offense. I know Mike Williams is still there, yeah. but you know Antonio Gates loves to throw to the tight end, especially in the red zone. Again, you said Hunter Henry, sixth best tight end they got right now. You're talking maybe what, seventh, eighth round, Hunter Henry? Yeah. You, you could be looking at a high upside guy with the potential as a top four tight end. Uh, so I, I agree, I'm in on Hunter Henry, but the key is the health. The two years he's been healthy, or the three years he's been healthy. Uh, no, no, the it's two, only two, only the two. only two years he's been healthy, he's played 15 games, 14 games. So when he is healthy, he's playing all the games. Um, his, I know last year he didn't play. His yeah, his, uh, his last healthy year. He didn't yeah. play the playoffs though, right, or no? Um, or no? No, he suited up, but he didn't play he didn't that play. often. Um, he had eight TDs the last healthy year. Yeah, well, in twenty sixteen he had eight touchdowns. Twenty seventeen and four. So yeah. twelve. So in two years he's averaging six touchdowns, like you yeah. said. What I like about Hunter Henry, the yards per catch, you're looking at about thirteen yard uh, yards per catch. You like that volume. So tell if you're saying three, if you're saying give me four for you know. Four for you know fifty six in a tutty. Oh, uh, that's lo- exactly what you want. You love that out of a tight end, okay? What's again? The health is an issue, but I I like the fact potential creeping up on the overall target list on that on that uh, team as well. Someone I'm sweet on. We talked about Melvin Gordon. I know people like Eckler, but I'm a little bit more sweet on Justin Jackson. As a personal belief, I don't think Eckler is an every down back. I don't know your thoughts on that. What I liked about Justin Jackson, there's four games Melvin Gordon missed, but Justin Jackson, out of those two games that he was heavily featured in Melvin Gordon's absence, Justin Jackson, 121 rushing yards, two touchdowns, had um, four catches for 46. So in two games, really, where he was featured, he averaged about 16 fantasy points per game. The Chargers last year were seventh, uh, were ranked seventh in overall in, in yards per rush out of the running back position. And so their offensive line has shown ability to create big plays. I think Justin Jackson fills the role more as an every down back compared to Eckler, who's more of like a third down guy. Uh, so I prefer Justin Jackson in that situation. I know you like Eckler, but in a situation, again, Justin Jackson, ADP, I'm assuming with the whole Gordon thing is is bumping him up. But still, here's a guy that maybe you draft in the sixth round or fifth or sixth round that has the potential to be a top 15 fantasy running back in 2019. We're talking even deeper than that. Right now, ESPN's got Justin Jackson ranked as a 61 overall running back. Oh. And 199 overall. But that's still factoring Gordon's ADP, right? I mean, people are still believing Gordon is going to play. But if you take Gordon out of the mix, I'm assuming it's going to bump. But even if it does bump, which it will, still, I like the, the, the return on that investment. Right now, uh, according to wow, I couldn't even believe this. Right now, according to ESPN, uh, offensive lines ranked. Um, they're right now the Chargers are twenty ninth. Really, interesting. They it's still they're still anchored by Mike Pouncey at the center, but they got a lot of moving parts going on with uh, some new acquisitions um, in the off season. Mm-hmm. But it's some it's some amount. I mean, the the stats from twenty eighteen tell a different story. Like yeah. you said, average four point seven yards rush. You you'll take that anything over four or five. Sign me up. Yeah, Eckler Eckler's thirty three ranked overall and yeah. seventy one 
Um, now, 33 ranked running back at 71 overall. So that's something to think. Um, a, a guy I'm high on, as we're talking about sweet, is a. Uh, you know, we always disregard some positions in fantasy football. We're always talking offense. Okay. And we're, and we're always talking like guys that get you a bunch of points. But we kind of neglect one position that cost the Bears the season the kicker. Ooh. Harrison Butker. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I, you know, that's how much we know kickers when we talk about kickers. Harrison Butker last year, Kansas City kicker. Yes. Last year was a top five kicker. Breaking down his stats, he only had eight field goals of 40 uh, yards or more. Compared to everyone else in the top five that had 16 or more field goals uh, with 40 well, so, plus. Yeah, so he didn't really have the opportunities to kick the, 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 the 40 yarders okay. or, or plus. It's only based on how explosive that offense is. And the extra points. True. So I'm saying that, that's a guy I might target. Because he, he's, he's a guy that you could get in the 15th round. The last pick in the 15th round. Absolutely. It'd be a t- Okay. I'm interested. So we always look at, like, when I look at kickers, when we're drafting kickers for fantasy, I'm always like, hey, I want a, a kicker on a high explosive offense. Yes. Because you know he's going to score a lot of points. This guy didn't even kick. Think if he just kicks three more. Yeah, three more. He's in the top 50, three. Yeah, get some 50 yarders, yeah. F- interesting take. The worst thing is having a fantasy <laughs> kicker that shanks 30 yarders. That's oh. literally the worst thing in fantasy. I, I like that. I like that take by you. I'm kind of intrigued. So the top- It can make or break. Like we, we always break it down. Like Sometimes it comes down. Uh, once a week, it'll come down to one game. We'll be like, hey, a kicker yeah, went absolutely. off. So I'm looking at the kickers right now. Kaime Forbarn was the leading kicker in our league last year, 168 fantasy yeah, points. Butner was 143, so you're talking, you know, 20, 25 points below. Like I get what you're saying. If you just kick three more kick uh, field goals, he's top two. Um, it went Farbang, Tucker, Lutz, Myers, Crosby, Butner. Interesting. I like that take by you because kickers are people too. Yeah. Even though I want to abolish the kickers in our league, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like the fifty yards getting them five because that could be a game changer. I just think they should all be three, but that's just my opinion. Or I would just like to get rid of the kicker, like you said, and add a flex. So you give a kicker. I'm going back to the running back position here. It's a rookie, Josh Jacobs. Talks out of camp. Um, Jacobs showing amazing hands out of the backfield. You love to see that because ultimately in this day and age, a true impactful running back in fantasy needs to be able to catch the ball 45 to 50 times. I think Josh Jacobs is going to do that. What I like about the the Raiders situation, I know they have Jalen Richard who they're very high on, but reports out of camp already that they expect Jacobs to cut into some of Richard's work. Doug Martin is still there, but he is not the future. And, in Alabama, too, when uh, Josh Jacobs in 2018 didn't have a heavy workload, so there's not a lot of miles on those tires there, which is which is something that I prefer. I don't like guys like a guy like Leonard Fournette, even though he was good. He had a lot of miles in the tires. Yeah. All right. Uh, he In limited time last year, Jacobs had 14 touchdowns in Bama 2018. I did some numbers here. If I combine Beast Modes, Doug Martin, Jalen Richard's fantasy numbers last year, that's 357 fantasy points combined. Uh, Beast mode is not there. Doug Martin is going to take a step back. Jalen Richard, 
possibly going to do similar type numbers. But my point is, if you're telling me, if you're telling me that the Raiders running backs are going to get you 360 fantasy points, and if you're telling me Josh Jacobs is going to get half those points at 180, I'm all in on Josh Jacobs. Um, I could I could see that even though, um, the ranked twenty sixth, um, mm-hmm. offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, but I think there's a lot of opportunities. I think that defense is not good. True. So there's a lot of opportunities for them to not only uh white uh running back to out of the backfield to get a lot of catches, but um that offense to be on the field a lot trying to play catch up mode, and that means a lot of fantasy value for a lot of their players. Um. Yeah, I I could see that. So right now, Josh Fantasy Football Calculator, which I use, Josh Jacobs is going at like right around the thirty sixth, the fortieth pick. So you're talking early fourth round. Again, if if you're telling me uh, if you break it down three hundred sixty fantasy points, he's going to get me one eighty. That puts him right at the fringe, you know, like low end RB two range, which I'm intrigued by. There's going to be a rookie running back that pops off, and like my thing is. When you start getting after you have your solid running back to run your team, you want to take a conglomerate of of rookie running backs or guys that might pop off and hope one of them pops off. Absolutely. So he might be a guy to take a flyer on. Yeah, I agree. And then then back up with another running back that you think could do something. I Um, I know the Bills got that one running back that's a rookie as well. That's been playing pretty good. That they drafted high, and same with Dave Montgomery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of like build your team with some of these guys. One of them might pop off. Yeah, I just wish our league was like a keeper league or something, so we could. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know that'd be nice. Too many old heads. Um, we had an interesting conversation with. Uh, we're not going to talk about Kelsey, but uh, it's married. We had an interesting conversation with a fellow lounge listener, Jim Malik, about the importance of Travis Kelsey. And let's just talk real quickly. When is appropriate time maybe to draft Kelsey? Where do you think he ends up tight end rankings? Like, what type of production are you expecting out of Kelsey this year? He, he if you draft Kelsey, it's um, it's like having a wide receiver one. He almost had three hundred fantasy points last year. It's a wide receiver one. Well, compared to uh, Tyreek Hill, that had what three something? I gotta look. It's no Tyreek had three eighty seven. So he basically was about ninety points shy. Malik brought up a good point. So, Kelsey was the number one fantasy uh, tight end last year with 295 fantasy points. The fifth best was Jared Cook. Guess how many points Jared Cook had? Probably like 180. 193, which was 100 points less. And so, the argument is to be made, if you have Kelsey, there's such a vast difference from even just the fifth best to the first best that you could justify taking him in the first round. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's probably a mid-second rounder. But I'm, I'm, ta- I'm starting to, to think about maybe drafting him higher than maybe I would have thought. If you had to, if you had the twelve pick and you and I pick like Julio and then back it up with Kelsey, I'm feeling great about my team. Okay, I mean he's a stud. I mean the yeah. dude just puts up numbers and that offense is insane. We're gonna maybe talk a little Mahomes at the end just because he's so, um, what's the word? Uh, dynamic, arguably something we've never even seen before, right? He's 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 honestly a game changer. He is. Let's just talk about Mahomes real quick, because we're, we're we're talking about we're talking about sweet. Everyone's sweet on Mahomes, absolutely. Mahomes doesn't make it out of the first round of our draft. No, not he shouldn't. I mean, when you put up damn near five hundred, I mean five hundred fantasy points on our league, we do have six point, um, yeah, six points per touchdown for quarterbacks, which is different in some leagues. But I mean, five hundred fifty six fantasy points. Holy, holy cannoli! 
There was, there was a stat. Um, Matthew Barry talked about it because people on the lounge want me to CC my uh, Well, you do use my a lot stats. of Barry stats. Yeah. I, I use a lot of Barry stats, uh, fields, uh, uh, fantasy footballers. I like that podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, all good stuff. Um, but they were talking about if Patrick Holmes passed for like 20 – you know, it was if he had twenty eight percent less production, he would still be the number one quarterback. Well, he had he had basically almost a hundred more points than Matt Ryan, which is the second closest, which is pretty yeah. absurd. That's it's unreal. Do I think he's going to throw for fifty touchdowns again this year? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Just, what's the what's the over under like forty four and a half? I I I just I just don't. Do you think he I goes think... over? Do you think he goes over forty four and a half? Forty four and a half touchdowns. touchdowns yeah. I think that's a hard bet. It's a hard bet. I don't know. I'd probably take it. And he looked great in preseason. Give me 42 and a half, I say over. Okay. Yeah, I think he. I think he's in the 40s. I just don't know if he gets to 50. But, I think he um, rushes for more this year. I'm interested. I'm, that offense is just must-watch must, must watch television. Now, we just talked about a whole bunch of people we're sweet on. With every person we're sweet on, we're someone we're sour on. I'm going to talk about someone on that offense who I'm a little bit sour on, not because I don't think the talent is there, but because I think um, it's going to be a little different in that backfield. Damian Williams, people are pumping the brakes. People are you know, pumping Damian Williams hard. I'm saying pump the brakes a little bit. It reminded me a little bit of the Jerick McKinnon situation last year. Yeah. Because Damian Williams is rising up boards, and I get it. When you're the running back, the, the number one running back on the best offense, arguably in the history of the NFL, you deserve to have a lot of publicity. At the same time, he is dealing with a hamstring right now. Andy Reid had some interesting... Sometimes you got to read the tea leaves. It's all about reading this different stuff, reading with the port. Andy Reid has come out and said, you know, I think we'll do that this year. Have more of a running back by committee, which maybe signals that they don't believe Damian Williams is going to be that type of... It is durable enough to be the every down back for 16 games. They're happy with Carlos Hyde. He played some. Uh, he played in the preseason, uh, the first preseason game. We know what Carlos Hyde can do. It could be a different change of pace type situation. I'm a little bit sour on Damian Williams in terms of I just don't think right now. If you had to tell me he's top ten, which a lot of people think he's going to be, I'm leaning he's going to be outside the top ten. Here's my only um, offset to that. Under Andy Reid's offense. He's always had a top 10 fantasy running back. To say it's Damian Williams is a totally different story. Whoever takes the boat hold, um, the stronghold of that... The boat load? Yeah. Yes. The, the stronghold of that uh, running back role mm-hmm. is going to be a top 10 value. So if Damian Williams, like we said with the hamstring, he's down 100%, that could be Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Or that could be whoever is else in that backfield. There's another Williams there as well. Yeah, and they drafted a, a, a Thompson kid. Yeah. So whoever takes the stronghold yes. of their running pad position is still a top 10 value. So the question is, do you guess right? Yeah, I mean, if it, he's going to like be you know featured in that offense. I just, I just don't know if – I just don't know if – if it's going to be and his a, value, a cream, a cream, and, yeah, and, and it's going to be a cream hunt situation where he's that good, where you can't take him off the field. Uh, so we'll see. Again, a little sour on Damian Williams. Um, a guy I'm sour on right now is uh, kind of uh, falling back a little bit in um, the fantasy value. Is Philip Lindsay? Right now he's thir- 13th ranked. Uh, no, last year he was 13th ranked overall running back. So top 15 uh, capability. Yes, but. 
Now with the resurgence, uh, the resurgence of Royce Freeman, mm-hmm. and they were pumping him up a ton last year. Royce Freeman ran the most against a loaded box in the NFL, and he still ran for like four yards per clip. Yeah, I mean, but to me, Philip Lindsay is so much better. But talks out of camp already. They're saying they they hope to establish a true split. So last year, Philip Lindsay got you know rushed for about like um, he almost had two hundred touches. I think Freeman was at about one thirty. So if you're trying to say you take away thirty from Lindsay, take away thirty or and add thirty to Freeman, that's concerning to me because now all of a sudden you're looking at you know less production from Lindsay. I just I think Lindsay just offers so much more in my opinion. Uh, what what's his ADP right now, Philip Lindsay? I can look that up for you, but uh, okay. I can tell you, I can tell you right now that Philip Lindsay uh, statistically ran against, um, so like seven guys in the box, so like mm-hmm. the less amount of box in the NFL. Okay, for so, his rushing yards. So he uh, he likes the not a lot of box. <laughs> not a lot of guys in the box. Not a lot of box. Uh, fantasy football calculator, twenty fifth overall running back, forty uh, sixth overall pick. So you're looking at late fourth, early fifth for Lindsay, which again, Phil if you're telling like me twenty eight, if you're te- yeah, if you're telling me he's gonna split more time with Royce Freeman, uh, Freeman, I'm a little concerned. You don't, you never want to hear running back by committee it, for having uh, your running back. So you're looking at that you're running back too. You never want to have him running back by committee unless he's getting a lot of catches out of the backfield. And that offense is just. There could be a lot of three and outs with Joe Flacco in that offense. And right? Joe Flacco is known not to dump the the ball down. To running backs, and he's just not accurate too. So it's hard for him to extend drives. If you if you if your accuracy is at sixty sixty one percent, like you don't you don't extend drives, and that's where the fancy numbers come when when these offenses that are able to convert on third down, uh, they just they just can't do that. I mean, Denver last year was twelfth overall at the twelfth overall rushing uh, offense, which is nice to see. But again, that split is concerning. It, like, so a a team will. Adapt their coach's philosophy, absolutely. Big Fangio is a defensive-minded coach, so that's why I think Royce Freeman will get a lot more tick, because they're gonna pound the ball a lot and they're gonna trust their defense. So they're not gonna be airing out. They're not gonna be, um, let's say, they're not gonna be a high-powered offense. You could say. Mm-hmm. So you're you're looking a lot more three and outs, a lot more trust in the defense, pound the ball, grind it out. And a little, a lot more lower scoring games. Okay. Now, as we're talking about Denver, I'm a little concerned about the receiving core. Um, Emmanuel Sanders coming off a uh, Achilles injury. Yeah, and, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has a lot of tread on those tires too. Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders and Sutton got in an argument on the, on the sidelines. Uh, preseason game? No, uh, in, oh, in, in camp. Okay. No, in camp they had that. to be held by. They're throwing well, bows. You'd never like to see that out of your number one or two. Ooh, and I'm high, I'm high on Deshaun Hamilton, but he's already got a hamstring issue. Again, the concern is more with the quarterback position. It, Joe Flacco, to me, is not someone that makes other people better. I will say this. I think Sutton's going to have a better year than he had last year with Case Keenum because he throws, to me, he throws a better deep ball. Sutton only caught 50% of his targets. But I'm not really seeing if, – if you had to pick – if I had to pick one guy in that receiving core, I think I want Corbin Sutton over Sanders. Uh, just for the big play potential. But, again, those are guys I'm not feeling comfortable. And if you hit, if one of them hits, maybe Sutton, his, his max potential is your wide receiver too, maybe. But there's not a lot of upside to me in the Broncos receivers. Last year, I mean, Sanders was a top 25 wide receiver. Do you think he's a top 25 this year? No. Do you think Sutton is? 
Sanders was 23 last year. And only 12 games, too. I didn't know that. Um, you know, I, th- I don't think Sutton is either. I think they're, I think Sanders maybe is like 26, 27. I think Sutton's going to end up being 32, 33. So who do you want out of that offense? Well, obviously, then I want Sanders. But my point is, I think exactly. But I think Sutton has the potential with Flacco that he didn't have with Keenum to have bigger plays. That's what I'm trying to say. But we're talking fancy value, so who would you rather have? Well, I guess Sutton, just because I think he, I think he has the potential to to score more touchdowns than Sanders. That's all. But at the end, they are more points. Who's you said? Well, no. I think if you had to put a gun to my head right now, I would take Sutton. But right now. Sutton, Sutton my point is, my point is, right now, I, I read out of Sutton. I didn't realize how good Sanders was in 12 games last year. At the same time, I think he regresses. And I think if he regresses, Sutton could have a better year. I don't, my point is, I don't want neither of them. Because I, I just don't think either of them are going to be good enough to, for me, feel confident starting them every week. Okay. There you go. All right. Sour. I was talking circles a little bit. Yeah, but. Sour. Sour. Right, I'm just sour. I'm sour on them. Anybody else are sour on? Um... Not right now. I think uh, Denver, a lot, a lot of guys, like we said, Denver, mm-hmm. I am. Um, I, I I think Oakland's like the biggest question mark to me. And you said that. I, I didn't give Derek Carr any love, but. Derek, I, Derek Carr right now, I'm looking at the list right now. He's even on there. Like he's getting <laughs> mad disrespect. And I guess Derek I'm Carr's a 21-ranked quarterback, and that guy can fall up like in top 15, or he could fall to yeah. under. under. What's interesting to me is, like, the numbers look great last year. Over 4,000 yards, almost 70% completion percentage. The issue was he only threw for 19 touchdowns. So there's a guy that, if A.B. plays, which we think he's going to, there's a guy that could possibly get to 28 to 30, and all of a sudden you're looking, like you said, a top 15. Who's who's someone that you could feel confident with playing with a bad defense in there and with a bad defense so they're going to be throwing so i, I guess i i'm i'm, I'm sh- i should we should have talked about Derek Carr. i'm somewhat sweet on Carr, especially you're going to draft him in the 14th 15th round probably so if they if, if they, they if he even gets drafted no no i think that i think that's about it i've been trying to cut down the nows i think maybe 10 maybe less than 10 nows that that solo lounge helped me cut down some nows nows just hit the we just hit the AFC West. We're feeling good. We're gonna come at you probably AFC North because that's a pretty popular division. Yeah. All right. Um. The league letters out. Yeah, I know you're happy about that. I know. I'm trying to check your mailboxes. Um. Some people just want to be emailed because I guess it's 2019, but they can e- be emailed as well. Um. But yeah, the letters out. The, you know the draft September first. Prepare yourself. Prepare your mind. Um. Draft order was just finalized. There is also going to be a a Google Doc thing to vote for uh, uh, potential things for our league. So I want you guys that they'll be sent out in a memo coming soon. But let's let's move on to something else. Okay, we're talking some more stuff. Yeah, everyone's favorite, the mortgage payment. Oh, Oh my God, I totally forgot about the mortgage payment. Did you did you forget this month? I, I are you, did. I are totally you in forget. default? Are you in yeah, default? I'm, I'm struggling to pay my bills. Yeah. Uh, my mortgage rate, uh, my mortgage itself, I could use some of this. In, that Cook County tax will get us all. Dude, I totally forgot about that. This from doing the lounge by myself. Yeah. Who's some? Give me some bets here. I mean, even though I'm not a big better, but I could use I could use some money, extra money in the pocket. All right, let's go down to the mortgage payment. Right now, 
Over-unders. Let's go over-unders through the AFC West. Right now, Denver over-under wins this season is at 7. How are you feeling about that? I take the under. I take the under on 7 as well. Um, KC is 10.5. I take the over. Yeah, probably. Give me the over. The Chargers are at 10. That defense that is a I, lot better, man. That, 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 I, ah, that I don't touch. Maybe a hot take, I say under. Hot take, under. Nine wins? Maybe 500. Whoa. Yeah, hot take, under. And then Oakland's at six. Hot take, over. I think... I think S- seven and nine? Seven and nine, yeah. Give me the over on that one. Right now, to win, to win the division, uh, Denver's at plus 1,200. No. KC's at minus 240. Chargers at plus 150, and Oakland's at plus 2,200. I hate those bets. I think you just got to bet Kansas City. Right? Yeah, Kansas City all day. Yeah. I'm pounding the house on over 10.5. Yeah, that's 11 fair. wins. That's fair. I was kind of interested. We brought up Keenan. We haven't talked about Keenan Allen, but I was kind of interested in maybe some Keenan Allen props, but uh, I don't think we found too many. But, uh, you know, a healthy Keenan Allen, maybe uh, maybe he, he could be the league leader in receiving yards. He's never been the leader in receiving yards. But we mentioned how uh, how he's been healthy the past two years, which is good to see. He doesn't get the the pure volume like, True. Uh, like he, Julio does. Julio gets like 180 targets. True. Keenan no, Allen get the most I think he's ever got is like 130. I know. I just something about Keenan Allen. He just always produces. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, I mean, 2017 he had 1400 yards, which how many how many targets? Last year he had 136, but in 2017 he had 160 targets. Yeah, it's not even touching Julio. Julio's like almost. I get it, but the yeah, best bet. Yeah, just an idea, man. I, I just an idea. You know, Mikey Mack just trying to get something. Finagle's way to a page. You know what would be interesting too? I wonder what the Josh Jacobs uh, number is on leading the league in Russia. Stop. That's way out, way out of left field. Not yeah. a shot. I'll give you like fifteen to one odds. Give me higher than that. I'm just saying twenty. Uh, you know, know Gruden likes to run the ball. My point is, if he's if he's as advertised, yeah, I don't know. Just an idea. I'm just throwing something out yeah, there. You spitballing right spitballing. now. Spitballing, coming off the dome. No. Um. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um. Again, coming out with the AFC North, probably Wednesday is usually a good day for you, right? Yeah, Wednesday's good. Probably day. get that out Wednesday for you, and then we we'll can we see- get one more cheers for a little Sunday fun yeah, day? Sure. A little Sunday fun little day. Cheers. Sunday fun day with the boys. Bang. Yeah. Um. As always, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Anchor, all that good stuff. Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> Facebook. Dave still commenting on everything under the sun in Facebook. Love it, love it. Um, Dave. you, you got to have a social out. media uh, footprint. Oh, you got to. Yes. As always, I'm Mikey Mack. That's the commission. Remember, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Take it, care, y'all. It's never too late to start studying for some of the people absolutely. in our league. Absolutely, I salute.